I'm Ted Baker, and this is the Hobart Lacrosse Podcast, Episode 61, Week 2 of the Atlantic 10, the 1-0 in the league Hobart Statesman, coming off a win over St. Bonaventure in their first ever A-10 game. And they will take on the Panthers of High Point University, North Carolina, Saturday. Uh, we're joined, as always, by the head coach of the Statesman, Greg Raymond. Welcome back. Thank you, Ted. Happy to be here, brother. So that's what you want to do. I mean, after a couple of bumps early on, when you have an underdog team, you want to put them away, and you did that, uh, scored 24, got a lot of guys on the field, and did what you needed to do against a team uh, where you were a pretty big favorite. Sure. You know, I think uh, I think we had 14 different goal scores, Ted, you know, which which is great. And, and um, you know, I think uh, um, kind of – uh, you know, changing gears from that, you know, that first quarter into the middle of that second quarter. And then, and then at halftime was a very important shift for us. I, you know, I think we're still, um, you know, we have some remnants uh, around the the play on game day of, um, you know, despite our best efforts as a coaching staff and we're, we're continuing to change up our communication and the things we say to these guys and, and uh, uh, you know, making sure that we keep this, um we keep this group as aggressive as possible, you know, while we're uh, attempting to make some changes from an IQ standpoint, you know, what you don't want to do is, is get guys in a scenario where they are um, double thinking about when they're shooting the ball, double thinking about when they're sliding or supporting the ball, you know, double thinking about any decision-making, you know, we want, as, uh, as the great coach, you always said, you know, mistakes of uh, mistakes of commission and, um, we want our guys to go at this thing. It's the only way we really can that that we've seen that we play great lacrosse is when our guys are um, uh, just playing and flowing and um, recognizing the freedom that they've earned and, and all of those good traits that we talk about often here, Ted. So uh, you know, I think that we did make that shift at halftime, and we said, uh, you know, Coach Raymond raised his voice a little bit in the locker room, which. You know, it doesn't really do anything. I think, you know, everybody asks in any type of situation, would you say, would you say, I, it, it doesn't really matter, I think, um, you know, but the message was, if we're going to make a statement in this league, we need to do it with action and not words. And so, you know, I think our guys came out pretty hot in the third quarter and, and did some things that, not that they were supposed to do or that we were, uh, you know, that, you know, Ted, we, we view each game differently. We view each opponent with respect. So we don't feel like we're supposed to um, have outcomes, but our, our guys know that with different vocabulary, we can earn specific outcomes because of the work we put in. And I thought that we did that from that third quarter on. I thought it's interesting you use the word decision-making because that's what we said many times in the broadcast. I thought in the second half, the decision-making, when to shoot, when not to shoot, was the best I've seen since the maybe the first game or two. Yeah, you know, and then what what you face in a couple of couple games prior to this one, right, are um, an excellent Syracuse goaltender, an excellent Providence goaltender, and um, you know what it does is it kind of changes the trajectory of a uh, of a game plan. You you have to accommodate for that uh, for that player. You know, if if you if you don't, and you let the goalie be as impactful as he possibly can be, you know, you may. All, all the things you're doing to gain scoring opportunities may be all for naught. So, uh, you know, while we want our guys to shoot free and 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 non-hesitant, there are some places and some scouts that uh, you need to have um, with great goaltenders. And we felt like, you know, the 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 St. Bonnie's guy was pretty good, and you know, a freshman coming into coming into Boswell Field. I think, you know, the uh, the important thing is that um, when when you're recognizing 
uh, you know, great play in a defense or great play in a goalie or an offense, whatever, that you still have to, you know, find a find a way and stay resilient to to how Hobart plays and how Hobart shoots, how Hobart defends, and and um, so that's that's what we've been working on all year here, Ted. Is you know, can we get that balance of you know fast play, up and down, run and and play with freedom, and also recognize time and tempo of a game, recognize um, who's in the goal, recognize who's facing off for the opponent, and and all the things that can impact. Uh, the flow of a game. So, um, and I think we're really starting to grasp that balance and uh, have a team that, um, albeit a little banged up and and uh, putting some new guys in a lineup here and there, we have a team that is combining some IQ and, and some experience and maturity with a versatility and freedom that we promote since the day they get here. So we'll see if we can keep that balance going. I don't know if this is a specific part of your game plan, but I thought there was a lot of vertical motion Rather than side to side, there was a lot of guys coming out the alley and somebody else going down the alley, a lot of north-south motion off ball. Yeah, you know, Coach Brunner did a really good job, as he always does, uh, just preparing an offense for the type of defensive system that we're going to see. So we felt like St. Bonaventure was very slide happy and, and very support oriented. So what we wanted to do was spread that out and um, make those slides nice and long so that we felt like we could run by him a bit on the offensive end, which we did. And and we just wanted to put people in spots where um, that guy who did have the ball in his stick had options. And so um, I think we did a pretty good job of getting downhill and, and, and making those long dodges uh, effective. Uh, and also uh, I thought we shared the ball. Our pass count was up quite a bit. And, and, and again, credit to, to coach Brundage and his prep for that game. I thought our guys were, were very, uh, very well prepared for what St. Bonaventure had. Troy Barthelme played as much as he has probably in any game of his career and had the game of his career with five goals. Was that an opponent-specific thing that you saw where you thought he would have a good matchup, or is that overall play that's that earned him that playing time? Uh, yeah, I mean, more the latter. I think uh, you know, Troy's been had had these health battles throughout the, his time here, and, and uh, full transparency still battles a little bit from – you know, a uh, a body standpoint, he's just, you know, Ted. He's he's carrying he's carrying a lot of weight out there. So he's got he's got some things in knees and ankles that he deals with on a daily basis. And you know, I just think he's for Troy and us. It's always been just a matter of consistency and, and time in these spots. And you know, I think uh, to the original the the first part of that question is Troy always has uh, an advantage on an opponent. He just does. That's. That's what God provided him, and so he. I mean, he 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 is a matchup issue, and and when he is when he gets into a groove like he did uh, last Saturday, it's you know keep him in the game. He's seeing the field really well. He's making good decisions with the ball. He's playing off ball well. He's riding well. You know, picked up it was pretty tough on the ground in a bunch of different scenarios. So you know, Troy is as uh, you know, for lack of a better way to say it, Troy is as impactful as he wants to be. And um, when he makes the decision, um, the opponent certainly struggles with that. That man-up unit, I mean, it was like a machine. You scored one, I think, in eight or nine seconds. I mean, it was just like get the ball, pass once or twice, and boom. Yeah, you know, it's funny, Ted, how much how much the weather helps. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Yeah. It's uh, uh, how much it impacts the mood of our players and the uh, – uh, the atmosphere at a game, uh, I mean, it's just, it felt like, 
uh, you know, spring lacrosse on Saturday, which was great. And I do think it does have an impact on on Sam Ward and Adam Davis, these guys that come off the bench and, and play and they're warm and they're, you know, the, the flow of the game is in their favor and all that good stuff. So, you know, you you know Sam Ward's a, a gifted finisher and and you know has has an ability to to do things with his hands that a lot of people other people don't. So um, and you know what, it's great uh, the uh, um, the leadership in that end, specifically with Adam Davis, is um, not a lot of people on the outside understand how important Adam is to our team and what he does for us daily. What he does. Um, with experience, who he's been this year from a consistency standpoint. He's just, he's awesome. And uh, I think he sent out a text to that whole group earlier in the week and said, no matter how many times they foul, we're going 100%. So whatever you have to do to get ready for that outcome, you get that done before Saturday happens. And thankfully enough, we go three for three. And, and you know, I think uh, the leadership and, you know, the versatility that Sam provides, sure. But uh, the leadership that, that Adam Davis has been provided in that unit has been great. And talking about good teammates, we, we made a comment during the broadcast that, that you love those guys that ne- don't necessarily get on the field a lot, but put in their work and make their teammates better. And I said, you know, at the banquet, you'll talk about those guys longer than you will about the All-Americans sometimes. So what I'm leading up to is uh, Jake Sampson getting on the field and scoring a goal. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, you should see, we call it our perp group here. Ted, you should see those guys. I mean, with Mike Cardinale, Jake Sampson, um, Mamadou, uh, Adam Davis is down there a lot. You know, you got um, our freshman, uh, Max Nellenberg, who's just playing really consistent lacrosse. I, I say this over and over to our guys. I mean, you know, effort is required here. It, it's it's uh, it's something that every Division One roster needs, a full buy-in from a full um, from a full roster standpoint. We just we don't improve. We don't improve without guys acknowledging that. And, um, you know, Jake is a pretty consistent force in that unit you know for whatever reasons we play who we play that's up that's up to us and and it always will be but um you know i think you've heard me talk enough about these guys the love is there but it, it's a necessity ted we we need it and th- and that's something i truly believe and you know i think uh with some of the elements we've had defensively this year and and um not having the outcomes really we'd really we've, we've wanted in games and allowing a few more goals than we really should and taking a hard look at that you know we sat down a group of a purple offense and said you know this is way back before providence is that we need great weeks out of you guys. We just do. I, and I know it's selfless. I know it's a grind. Uh, I know that the paper or Twitter feed or an Instagram account doesn't show for it, but we we need it and we will appreciate it, I can promise you. And and you have Mike Cardinale, who's in our ITC, um, our, our Iron Triangle Council, uh, and one of the best leaders on our team from a consistency, a mental toughness, a mental health, just always present, uh, you know, excellent student, excellent in the community. He's on our, he's on our, he's our SAC representative. Um, Mike just uh, screams what we want in a statesman. I mean, he is so present with that group and so uh, holds those guys so accountable. And then, and what you have in Jake Sampson is a very talented player, Ted. I mean, he shoots the ball extremely well he's I mean he's a big body it's hard to stop him from getting to the goal he's just making our team better and so believe it or not that was his age too his first goal in the game and um he goes in and and 
you know, I, I remember talking to the ref about a couple of these calls and, you know, Matt Palin, a fantastic official. We're talking about some face-off stuff and this and that. And I flat out said, I'm like, listen, I've got very deserving seniors that that I want to get in there and get and score goals. So you need to call the game correctly. You need to not referee this score. And, um, you know, we get Jake in there. You see what he's capable of. And one of my favorite hugs I've ever given a player in the game when he came off and, and uh, I got to give him a big bear hug. Just very appreciative of what he's done in his time here, man. And that's just one of the many that that give us their full effort every day. Uh, I have to apologize because I missed that. I knew it was, uh, we called a lot of the first career goals. I didn't realize that was his first career because he was a senior. But uh, congratulations to him. Here's my geeky stat of the week. I looked this up before the last game, Adam Shea's fourth quarter faceoff percentage this year, 62%. I mean, that's what I love about this guy is that he just he, he keeps battling. If he loses 11 in a row and you put him out there for the 12th and it's the biggest one of the game, he's going to get it. No doubt. And, uh, you know, he's a guy, too, Ted, that responds really well to a coaching staff asking him to be better throughout a course of this game, for throughout a course of a game. And, and um, you know, I think uh, we we trust him implicitly with that with that grit and that toughness, and and you should see the impact he's making on Sheamus and how much better Sheamus is getting, and and um, how comfortable, how more, how much more comfortable we are putting Sheamus out there and giving Shea a little bit of a rest here and there. But also, that's not Sheamus's job. But we we don't just put him out there to rest Adam. We put him we put him out there to win. But I but I also think Adam's work ethic is just wearing off and. Um, Seamus is becoming, you know, more of that dog that we need on a daily basis. So, um, yeah, we uh, we love that Adams here. He, he's committed to coming back here for a fifth year, and which which we also love. And and um, you know, just uh, just know he's one of the best ever here already. You know, and and it's because of hard work. And now going into this next stretch, I mean, Ted, you know, as as good as anybody, there are no. Um, there are no easy roads at the faceoff facts in any yeah. conference play, but especially ours. You know, starting this week, uh, they you know, High Point's got a great guy. We know St. Joe's has got a great guy. We know Richmond's got a great guy. We know UMass has got a great guy. So we're at it here, man, and uh, we're going to need him and Seamus to be at their best. You've gotten deeper in the defensive core. We saw quite a bit of Brady Camella against St. Bonaventure, and you told us you might do this, and you did. You gave Michael Amoruso a short stick. Yeah, Mike's Mike's going to continue to kind of be versatile for us, uh, and and I think in the in the end here, Mike will be a long stick horse just uh, uh, with what he's capable of. But you know, there's also elements like I said last week of that we just we want to get him experience and get him on the field. His execution on game day and his experience on game day are pretty much uh, they 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 hold the same importance to us right now. You know, obviously the execution at the forefront so that we can be victorious. But but Michael be such a consistent player for us he's got to he's got to get minutes and we feel the same about Jackson Galliani and, and Brady uh, you know those guys and and there's a couple other freshmen as well we feel the same about but you know those those guys need minutes because we do think that they're the future of this thing and they and they will lead us well but um you know I think we move Mark Sanat uh, to above the goal. Uh, you know, every time we practice our, our wings of face-offs and our ground ball work, 
you know, Mark is, is our best. He's just our best player on the ground. He's our best ball handler with, with a long stick. Um, you've, you, we've talked about him and his ability to impact an offensive end or early offense here, Ted. So we move Mark that, that puts, that puts uh, Max Horton in a more highlighted role, Jackson Galliani and Brady Camella. So we're, we're going to continue to play those, those guys um, and uh, in some high profile and, and high pressure scenarios and just uh, feel like they can execute well for us. So, um, you know, I think that the depth of this thing is is something you work on all year, and in conference play is when it matters most. So hopeful that those guys have gained the confidence that they need. I believe that they have, and and uh, you know, we we've seen we've seen improvements in what we do day to day defensively for sure with those guys uh, heavily involved. With his fourth goal of the year, has Sonat asked you for a short stick yet? Uh, he doesn't. He's worse with it. <laughs> so he doesn't. He doesn't need one, man. I, and uh, you know he's he's starting to get that Dan Ryan uh, virus where yeah. he's on the field offensively a little bit too too long. So we're we're working with him there. But uh, you know there it was a it was a no brainer switch for us. I mean he's just uh, he's too great at all that stuff. He's too smart and savvy with it. He, you know a lot of people everybody sees those goals, but not everybody sees what he does when he's substituting, how he knows who's covering him in the substitution game, and 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 the different nuances of his IQ from end to end uh, you know Mark's just uh, a very versatile player we're lucky to have him that thanks for reminding me of that because that was another thing uh, strategically that you did is you brought guys like uh, Detellis and Will Delano in uh, kind of as midfielders through the sub area from time to time what what does that give you in your offensive look I just match up match up problems you know I think you know coach Brundage with you know we move James Green out of the box and you know get some more p- different play out of Rosie and, and, and Troy and um getting uh, you know what it also does Ted is it gives those those former offensive players that work behind the goal and on the wings with you know Anthony's drawing the other team's best defenseman every day and when he comes out of the box he's got a short stick so you know the they you know will delano on a short stick uh james green anthony detalis you, you got to support that matchup or, or or they will take advantage so um that's what coach brundage has here we started that with chris's laney and a while ago uh, eric holden as well uh just just changing up the look changing up the feel who our last trailer coming out of the box is it, you, you usually just makes the defense think a lot so we're going to continue to do that and see if we can't get some guys in different grooves with different matchups. First ever matchup with the High Point Panthers. They lost their uh, league opener to UMass on Saturday 12-10. They do a million things well. Let's talk about one thing they don't do real well. They're not a great defensive team or, or team in goal. Is this going to be a 22-21 game? I don't know, Ted. I mean, you know, typically, if you were to say the same thing statistically, you'd say that we're not a great defensive team and we're not great in the goal, but we think we are. So, you know, I know that we're a little bit biased and optimistic, but um, you know, the point being is they're they're very disruptive defensively. They're they're unique. I think that's one one thing that we've seen in them is that they don't do things like anybody else. I mean, they'll, they'll take risks defensively. They'll slide with their goalie. They'll, you know, they, um, they run plays for number four, their, uh, their best defenseman uh, on the offensive end. Uh, they're just unorthodox and they're also very successful at home. I think we've done a really persistent job of gaining research on not, not so much. I mean, we can watch film and know who our opponent is. You know, we're we're veteran at that. But we we called anyone and everyone just to just to talk about high point at high point. And um, 
you know, it's a place that I've never been. Uh, you know, Coach Brundage has been there and got a couple of victories. Coach Fish hasn't been there. Coach Mule, Coach Hardy, nobody on our team has ever played here. A Adam Shea knows the area. You know, he's from it, yada, yada. But, you know, we're we're going into that whole scenario blind. And, you know, they we couldn't get a practice time till 7 p.m. on Friday, so we're not going to be able to practice there beforehand. Um, all things stacked against us from a uh, this team's very good at home. This team's very unique. They play different styles. So, um you know, where's our focus going to be? And um, it's not on, uh, is this going to be a high scoring game where Ted, we're going to score as many goals as we feel like we need to, to win. Um, and, uh, you know, I think understanding the differences and what a statistic may show you versus what a team's actually capable of is, um, is what we've been focused on all week. And then on top of that, not so much what they're capable of, but what, what their track record shows when they play at home, which is uh, very successful for high points. So, um, you know, we're hopping on a flight. We're doing a bunch of different things we haven't done, and we're going to ask our guys to play the best game they've played all year. So a uh, funky combo for sure. Well, I can't help myself, so here comes another stat. You're number six in the country at preventing the clear. They're number one. What have you been doing to stop people with your ride? And, and you mentioned them using the goalie. What particular challenges are they going to present to your clearing game? Yeah, a, a ride's all about the upfront, Ted. You know, the I mean, when when we ride well and we get, you know, we switch it up week to week a little bit and and um, focus on a couple different things that a team may struggle with. But it's all about what Anthony's doing and and Delano and and Troy, James and Rosie. I mean. Rosie's a terrific rider. He's terrific on the ground. You, you don't you don't ride balls back without your upfront working. You know it's uh, it's a system thing for sure. But you know you also have to have a specific mentality on um, how to prevent or how to how to actually get pressure on the ball. So you know I think uh, our whenever we've ridden well throughout a course of a game, it's because of those guys and. Um, you know, that's, that's going to continue. And it's the same thing for High Point. You know, one of their best players, um, a, uh, a kid number 55, my AI, I believe you, is how I pronounce his name. He's, you know, Canadian and, and a terrific finisher, has tons of goals and um, is known nationally for his ability to finish. But um, he has the second most caused turnovers on their team because of how hard he rides and and how committed they are to it. So they 10-man a bit. They actually um, are all, all in on – putting pressure on the ball uh, to to create a lot of turnovers there. So we've studied that all week, and you know our guys are very aware that it's coming, anxious to see these two rides go at it together. Your top cause turnover man on the season is Anthony Detellis. I mean, that's great when you have a guy. He just never gives up. I mean, a team will, you know, they'll think they've got it cleared to midfield, and here he comes from behind with a trail check and, and yard sale some guy at midfield. Exactly. And that, that's that first point, Ted, is the is the effort. You know, we we call them bone plays here with the underdog yeah. mentality we have. And we've talked about them, all those bones that we can gain. And we know that in conference play, if you're going to gain a victory, you need bones like you, you need plays that don't happen often. And, you know, I think some ailments that Anthony's had with his body are very frustrating for him. But, you know, he's a guy that's willing to get the next play and, and sacrifice his body for it. So we're very proud of him for that and, and, and thankful that he's uh, put himself in a position to always be there from a mental and a toughness standpoint when we need him. I won't ask you what you're going to tell the team. I'll ask uh, for a couple of things that we should look for. What are a couple of early signs that the game is going the way you and your staff want it to go? 
Um, you know, I think being able to attack, uh, attack the goal early, you know, making sure that we're playing at a good pace, uh, you know, making sure that this first quarter, Ted, is, uh, you know, we, we focused a lot from the, the Lehigh woes or the whatever, the, the you know, up seven to one, up eight to two, whatever we've been. At. We, we focused a ton and we've talked to you about it here about finishing better than we start. So, but we do want to start fast, man. We want to start. Uh, this is, this is going to be. A challenging journey for sure. I mean, we our bus leaves at three a.m. from from our field house tomorrow to catch our flight, and then you know I told you about the track the, the practice scenario, and yeah. um, you know it's High Point Senior Day, and uh, you know yada yada yada. I mean, there there's a thousand things going on that are going to distract us from it. So I think you're going to see you know high pass count offense, a defense that's supporting the ball better than they ever have, and and if we're clearing the ball well this ride then um you know we can have a pretty good day so the first indication is how's their ride look how's our clear look and um how how, how fast are we competing end to end and how about this after one week of atlantic 10 lacrosse there are three unbeaten teams and two of them came from the nec oh yeah you know the any the nec legacy is carrying on for sure all right coach uh, it's going to be a challenging trip for all of us i know and a tough place to play they're a strong program uh, we're looking forward to a great game on Saturday. You can find this podcast, of course, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you go to get your podcasts and get all your Hobart and William Smith Athletics news. Uh, baseball had a big win yesterday. Uh, Herons lacrosse keeps rolling on. That's all at hwsathletics.com. Uh, Coach, thanks very much. Uh, 2-0 and would look awfully good. I appreciate it, Ted. Thanks, man. Travel safe.